on this episode of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast, we're going to talk about Skinwalker Ranch. Is it real? Is it true? Are there aliens and demons and all this shit everybody's seeing? Who knows? I mean, all the cattle decapitation and everything else. Yeah, I should have played them for the intro. Oh, man. Well, hang on to your seats, because it's going to get greasy. That's right. Greasy Knuckles, we earn our NSFW rating. We're proud to bring you unedited, unfiltered content. That said, if you're a snowflake or a sensitive type, you might get offended. We support everyone's right to speak freely and put forth thoughts unmuzzled. So enjoy the show, but if you're not 18 or around someone who might not need to hear our thoughts, wear your headphones or find a nice little church program to listen to. Stay greasy. Season two of the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. I'm Jabone and Jay Bone. Oh man! No, what? We're back! Back in the saddle again! Finally! Yeah. Woo! This is a nice little hiatus I took. Yeah, it was. But, uh, we're back. That's we're right. Start out with some daggum early and start out strong. Oh, strong hair. Strong and goddamn Skinwalker. Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, so. Oh, I, ranch. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch for your, you know, for your chicken wings. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch dressing. Let's go ahead and crack this caffeine. I'm, I'm toasty. Cheers, bud. Cheers, bud. Cheers, knuckleheads. Woo! All right. Let so, me go ahead and say something real quick. Yeah, go ahead. I've been talking to all these either famous or has-beens about coming on this podcast. Mm-hmm. They keep saying, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do it because they're has-beens. You know, I don't talk to the the super rich and famous like Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, you mm-hmm. know? I know him. I already know who he is. We try. Yeah. But... We don't get through, so I, I try and just either semi celebrity or like has been celebrities, you know, like B, like the B listers. Well, yeah, yeah. D listers. D listers. Almost F listers. D listers. Right? Yeah. So I got nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Everything to gain. And they'll they'll even get back to me and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely interested. Blah blah. blah. We'll talk back and forth. On like a live chat or whatever. Yeah. And then nothing. Mm. Fucking nothing. Look, if you don't want to come on the podcast, fucking say it. Just go, you know what? No. It's not that, really my thing. It. It's not really my thing. Yeah. Or just be like, I don't want to. Yeah. You guys are fucking just weird. Just straight up, no. You're That's about weird fine. shit. I understand that shit. Don't be like, yeah, 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 absolutely. And then just not get back to me. You yeah. fuck. Send me an email. Send me an email. And if you hear this and you're like, right now. What? I'm not a fuck. That's a guilty conscience. So. You fuck. You fuck. <laughs> but anyways, just had to get that out there. Yeah, so. I don't I don't like those shows that drag all the drag all the stuff out too much. I had a good Christmas and holiday. How about you? Same. Good. We covered all right. it. Alright, moving on. Yeah, that was Christmas, holidays, everything, Kwanzas. Yeah. My Kwanzaa was amazing, by the way. So yeah. <laughs> my Hanukkah was out of this world fucking dreidels and shit you, you had Hanukkah? no no absolutely not what? okay Hagrees and Nukka? at Griezmas I had a wonderful Griezmas we never did our Griezmas song either no I kind of forgot kind of got pushed aside anyways um this just happened to be on the list of ideas for a show so if you're listening out there here we go the Skinwalker Ranch I don't know. I don't know how much you knew about Skinwalker Ranch before you looked into it. I knew a good bit because yeah. I I was pretty interested in like, you know. Well, one of my one of my favorite bands as a youngin mm-hmm. growing up was Cattle Decapitation. Yeah. Know? So I was like, I would look up Cattle Decapitation and Skinwalker Ranch would pop up, yeah. and I'd be like, what kind of band <clears throat> is this? You know? Yeah. Uh, come to find out it ain't no band but it does have some uh 
some unfortunate events happen to cattle. That place is pretty crazy. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I looked. I kind of looked into the cattle decapitation or mutilation part of it, and just like the. Well, I don't know. I guess we should just kind of start at the beginning. Yeah. Where Where did you start? Like, what What time frame do you have for Skinwalker Ranch? Very beginning. Like the 1800s or like no, the no. 90s? Like 1960, I think it was 1964. Okay. Was the, there was a family that moved in there. was like, oh, yeah, let's move our family out to the country. We can fucking raise cattle and just be happy and jolly and whatnot. Are you talking about the Shermans? Yeah. I was told, I, what I heard, what I've heard said they moved out there in the 90s. No, no, no. So that, They bought it from some people that yeah, yeah. owned it since like 1923 or something. Something like that. But the first like actual weird shit going on was in like 1963, I think it was. They, they moved out there. Oh man, I want to get like the dates. The, the Unitaw Basin is where it's located. The Unitaw Basin. They were publicized in the 70s. In the 70s. And claims about the ranch first appeared in 1966. That's so what it was. You're, you're close to that. I don't know the people's fucking names, but in the Salt Lake City, Utah, desert news. No, Deseret news. So they started like, <clears throat> that's where I, I started my searches. You mm -hmm. know, I didn't go back to like 1800s or nothing, but like. Well, I was just curious what you were talking about at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so that family moved in there, and then they said. They never had any like unfortunate events happen to that family. Mm -hmm. Like nothing ever harmful happened to them. They were just kind of like weirded out by all the weird shit going on. Right. And they decided like, all right, we can't take the stress of this anymore. Like they kept seeing things, hearing things. They were starting to go crazy. So they're like, fuck it, we'll just sell the ranch. And then they sold it to those people you're talking about. Um, the Shermans. So I, I got I got a quick little like just breakdown of dates here. From 1934 to 1994 is Kenneth and Edith Myers, and okay. they sold it to the to Terry and Gwen Sherman, and they lived there from 94 to 96. So they only made it two years there. Yeah, because all the wild shit. And so and then uh, a guy named Robert Bigelow, which we can talk about him a little bit well, once we get there. Yeah. So when the Shermans bought it, mm -hmm. they moved in and they were like, "This is weird," because. They were looking around and they said it had been set up like a fortress. Yeah. They were like, there was barbed wire all around the house. The the windows and doors and everything were all boarded up like to be secured, almost like a fucking zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Um, they had chain link fences that went around their whole house for like guard dogs and shit. And the Shermans moved in thinking like, this is weird. This is creepy. Like this seems like a fucking bunker to where you could survive a zombie apocalypse at. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they were, they were just weirded out. So, so did you hear the story about the wolf? Yeah. That was, I thought that was pretty wild. Like the first wolf that the Shermans yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That just like came up to him. So it was, a, so if you haven't heard it, if people, if anybody's listening, it was a gigantic wolf. Like they said, it was fucking huge. Yeah. Which I was thinking like one of those timber wolves, you know, like some of those things are like 300 pounds or some shit. So, but apparently they walked up to the dad and he was petting it. They thought it was like tame for some reason yeah. or whatever, which I don't know about you, but fuck that. But so then he pet it for a few minutes and then it goes over and it started trying to pull a cow through a fence. Is that the way you heard it? Mm hmm And the guy started fucking shooting it with, uh, I heard he shot it with 357 at first. Yeah two or three times and just like nothing like it just looked at him with disregard like the fuck yeah. are you doing and so then it started it let go of the cow started to walk away and then he got his i don't remember what rifle it was 30-06 or something i think it was, a, it was either 30-06 or like a 5.56 it was a it was a nice he used it for elk hunting i know that yeah you could definitely take down a wolf with it right yeah easily so so he shot it fuck I don't know two or three times and said he, he said it was close enough still that he could hear the rounds going into the animal and yeah. then at one time he thought he saw like some fur fly off yeah he said he's seeing like actual meat like come yeah, out of yeah. the and the thing just fucking kept cruising yeah like just walked off so they followed it tracked it through some fields and some woods I think he called it a cosp of trees I, don't, I mean I don't know what that is 
Because it's like, like, a like, like a thicket, like a plum thicket. So like a plum thicket. Plum thicket. So it was like a, he tried it through there, right down to, I guess, the river basin or the creek bed or whatever, and the tracks just disappeared. And there was no evidence that it had leapt over the river or it was just like it flew away. Yeah. Yeah. So but that's weird, though, because, like, the Shermans moved in there and then immediately, like, stuff was hostile. Yeah. But apparently the family before the Shermans, nothing ever happened to them. They were just, like, shit was going on all the time around them, but nothing ever hostile. Yeah, the Myers. The Myers, yeah. Eat it. So... so yeah, I mean, they were there for a fucking long time. Yeah. 60 years they lived there. Which is... And if that shit was... <laughs> Apparently, there's writings and, like, stories from the Native Americans. Yeah. They call it Skinwalker Ridge. Yeah. Which is on the edge of Skinwalker Ranch. And they, they've talked about, like, bad spirits and fucking uh, all sorts of shit from the Native American side of things. So there's yeah. something to it. There's, well... All right, how we start out all the cryptids and weird shit. Do you believe in Skinwalker Ranch? <clears throat> like, there's actually shit going down. I think that, like, I tried to watch that show a while back on, uh, I think it was on Discovery or something, where they went and, invest- where they went and investigated <laughs> the Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. And some of the stuff they were doing, I felt like, like, they said there was a cave there at one time. They were looking for this cave that some guy had tried to find some gold in there or something. There was, he'd followed, like, one of those evil spirits. Yeah, like we haven't gotten to those yet, but they were like evil black, faceless, kind of like I don't know, bipedal animal type, whatever. Yeah. Like demons, I guess is right. With yellow eyes, and yeah. They, they, people, like there have been reports from the what you call it, the people that we were just talking about, the Myers or the 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 Shermans, Shermans that they saw it like coming out of portals in the ground and stuff yeah. like that. Excuse me. Ernie. So I don't know. I can't say I don't believe it. Like, I've had the same conversation with people about Bigfoot. I can't prove it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I don't know if it does. But, I mean, some of these some of these accounts, and they had, like, they had, like, bunches of, they had, the, like, the, the security cameras. Did you hear about those? That the wires would just get ripped out of the security yeah. cameras. So I, so I was watching clips from that thing. And they at one point there was a, or maybe I was listening to a podcast. Anyways, George Knapp, the reporter, he he was there and he said that that's what that's what was happening was the the wires were getting pulled out of the security cameras, so they faced a camera at the post for the security cameras that were getting fucked up, and the security camera lost feed and they were like, all right, finally maybe we got something. They went and reviewed the tape. You never see anything happen except for the light go out in the security camera. Right, like the red light yeah. where it's recording just goes off, and the fucking wires were all like ripped out and ripped to shit and fucked up. Like, huh? Like you would have to go in there. It looked like somebody took a pickaxe and just beat the shit out of this thing. Like, just not not like an axe where they just severed the wires, but like they That's beat crazy, it apart. Dude. And there was nothing to see. So, so you believe yes? I believe there's a possibility. Or, yeah. So you're like agnostic when it comes to the. To yeah. The, yeah. All right. I, I think. It's legit. And the reason that I say that, later on I'll talk about, like, government involvement and shit. Oh, yeah. But, I don't know. It, it definitely seems like there's something that went on there. I don't know about all of the, you know, cows dying and stuff. Because I look at... People will do anything for money. That That's the first thing of when I started looking into this yeah people will do anything for money so especially if you're a farmer and you're falling on hard times pretty much every farmer like big time farmer mm-hmm. not pretty much every single farmer that's big time has insurance on all their animals all their crops everything so if they don't make yields like say their cornfield dies off they still get paid yeah so I farmed with big time farmers before, right? So you know, there's, you have insurance policies and stuff, yeah. even for your cattle. There's a crop. There's sometimes there's crop you just let it go because it's not gonna. If like if cotton gets too high, the price of cotton per pound, so that you're not, or I'm sorry, too low, where you're just not gonna make any money for all the fertilizer, pesticides, diesel, yeah. all that shit, farm hands, all the shit you gotta pay, where you're gonna break even or lose money, it rots in the field. 
Yeah. And you claim a loss. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Now I don't attribute all those cattle decapitations yeah. to some extra blah blah blah. You know, that could have just been the farmers and mm-hmm. then claim the insurance. You know, get right. paid ten thousand dollars a head, whatever it is. So whatever it was at that time. Mm-hmm. But there's some accounts to where there'd be four or five people out there and they were, you know, had a calf next to them or whatever. They turned around and turned back around like five minutes later and all of its limbs were severed. Like, oh, yeah. Surgically removed and shit like that. So, I don't know, maybe there is something, but it's weird that a lot of these accounts, nothing was like taken from the animal. Right, you know, and they were surgical looking. They said the the slices or cuts. If you yeah. want to call them that. It wasn't like some of them. They said like the ass would be eaten off of it or something like yeah. that, which is you know coyotes, yep. wolves, whatever. Give it in like two minutes. When they're just sliced up in like a minute, two minutes, yeah. five minutes, whatever, yeah. and all their body parts are still laying there. Yeah. I'm like what the fuck? That is. Yeah, I was listening to one of the guys talking that like. He was talking. The uh, Sherman guy was saying that like the calf that got mutilated was with the other cows like thirty minutes before that, yeah. and then by the time he found it, it, it like supposedly wandered off or somehow disappeared, was abducted from the group. However, it got away from the group that he followed the tracks. They found it, and it was fucking like you said, like ripped and sliced up. And then sometimes like he would follow cows for like several cows through the winter went missing. And he would track them away from the herd, yeah. and then there would just be a set of tracks, like it got banished. Yeah. Like it was just gone. Just like how the wolf was. Right. Because they were tracking that wolf, and then it was just gone. Yeah. So they're like, what in the fuck is going on? And they were on, tracking man? them through mud, like deep snow, like easy to track in. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean. Which I've tracked deer like that before, right. too, to where they've just disappeared. Yeah. I think sometimes, like, like, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Like, you're tracking something, even a deer, coyote, whatever it is rabbit anything and all of a sudden it's like the tracks vanish i think somehow sometimes they just like they just jump at like this weird angle and get far enough away that yeah. you just don't find the tracks but not a cow bro yeah that, that a thing run, ain't jumping a fucking cow running can't jump six or eight feet like, yeah distance wise you know yeah unless you got a fucking rodeo bull <laughs> but uh, these yeah, but weren't still. these were just fucking meat cows out there or the bulls in the trailer did you hear that story oh man there's yeah. like four of them I mean, I've worked with, I've, I grew up farming and shit. I've worked with cows and stuff like that. Bulls don't just like, they'll hang out together, kinda, but they won't all just get in a fucking trailer so, so together. So let's, let's tell that story. Well, I mean, you if gonna, you remember. I don't remember the whole story. I just I remember the parts of it. So they were in this pen, right? And they had gone missing. So Mr. Sherman, Mr. General Sherman Tree, walked out there and was like, where the fuck are my bulls at? And then they had a trailer next to the pen, and he could hear like some noises coming from it. So mm-hmm. he went, opened up the door to the trailer, and he said all four cows were, or all four bulls mm-hmm. were standing in the middle of this trailer. That he's like, how the fuck did they get in here, and why are they standing like that? Because they were standing in like a circle. There might yeah. have been five, five bulls. Yeah. It, was, it was four or five, but they were standing in a circle, just all heads facing each other. Right. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? So he went and banged on the door to get his wife out. And as soon as he did that, like he was yelling and banged on the door. Yeah. It's like they snapped said, back too. Yeah. They came out of their trance because he said like their eyes were all glossed over. And it was like they were in a trance just having their fucking bull meeting over there. <laughs> and when they realized like, it, it kind of reminds me of Barnyard. You ever watch that movie? Uh, I mean, years ago. Were they didn't like talking? Didn't like the stuff? male cows even have udders in that movie or something? I don't remember. Oh, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's probably better to put udders on a male <laughs> cow than it is to put a swinging dick on them. <laughs> There's a big old set of bull nuts hanging yeah, down there. Whenever it's a fucking <clears throat> child's movie, but <laughs> Mama, what's that? And it's just a fucking meat hammer just yeah. dragging across the grass. But no, so they'd be like talking and stuff, and then the farmers would walk out and then they'd just go back to grazing. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Or like chicken run or whatever. Right, like Toy Story almost. Yeah. So they were in there just having their little bull meeting. Yeah. And then as soon as he started banging on the door, 
they snapped out of their trance, and then he said they just fucked up the whole trailer yeah, and just, just went shit ape shit. Yeah. But before that, he said like nothing was disturbed in the trailer. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know if it was like a double wide or a single wide or whatever, but <laughs> the Cala trailer. I mean, you know, it, it didn't say. It just said trailer. So this old bloomers, sixteen foot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it was either. But but he said after he did that, then they just destroyed everything. Yeah, because they all realized where they were. Like not maybe not cows might not realize where they are, but you know, like they know when they're in an enclosed space. So uh, he said he fucked up everything, and then they said where they had gotten out, like of the you know the pen or whatever that metal like gate mm-hmm. that they were able to get out of. They said it was magnetized. Like it was the closest gate to the trailer that they were in. Mm-hmm. They said it was magnetized, like super fucking strong. Yeah. They were able to stick stuff to it and everything. And then they were able to record this shit and like actually prove it. And then they said after 48 hours, it wasn't magnetized anymore. But. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. Like. Magnetic force field around it. Yeah, so if you if you rub something magnetic on just a, a non-magnetic piece of metal, it gives it the magnetic field, you know. So something got close enough to that gate with that much power, but that's like the whole thing with the bulls is like mind control too, you know, like whatever it is controlling the animals. Like I think that's I think that's possible, even though they don't have even though they've never had any real proof of like the paranormal, whatever yeah. out there. Like it's always like the camera didn't pick it up or the you know the microphone didn't get the sound whatever it is mm-hmm. but that's on a whole different level if you think about it like if, if, like let's say technically or technically let's say a thing coming out of the ground is a demon from hell like just to say it a demon i mean a goddamn vhs camera might not pick it up yeah that's a whole other wavelength of reality or something you know what i mean and all these little fucking bullshit <clears throat> boxes that they're like listen to this and it just sounds like, yeah. and they're like, "Are you here?" Yeah. Oh, yep. He said, "Yes, I'm here. Uh, you're an alien from a different planet. Who are you?" <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I don't believe in that kind of shit. Like those little weird boxes that they throw together. Like those little, what do they call them? Like EVP boxes or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you can I don't buy them on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just somebody making money. It probably it has is. something in it that makes that noise. You know? Yeah. I mean, like that dude Art Bell. You know Art Bell? That dude Art Bell. <laughs> I've listened to some of the shit he's got with like paranormal researchers. Some of those yeah. tapes that they say they record. If that shit's true, then that's fucking real. Because they're like they'll they'll play it and go, "What do you what do you hear?" And it's like like there was one they played. It was like a minute and a half long of them like they recorded it in some uh, used to be an asylum and a cattle yard and all this stuff. Then like drowning a kid. And it was incredible. Like he wouldn't even play it again. It was so. You can hear the water sloshing, like oh, people shit. talking, and of course that's like me just believing those people saying there's nobody else in here. Yeah, but I mean those guys are like they say they're like serious investigators, that kind of thing. But they're serious about money too. Man. Yeah, they are. You they're see what I'm saying? Con- but like, they but those guys do it for they do it. They're nonprofit. Like they just want answers. I mean, I'm sure they take donations. You know what I mean? Come on, <laughs> come on. Most yeah. nonprofits have a CEO that's a fucking millionaire. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so anyways, they had stuff like that. But I mean, like, but the cattle mutilation thing that happened with like, yeah, again, it's all like it's all speculation. Like, yeah. it, it happened with people there that were looking for it. And they would swear on the Bible that nobody went and did it, but obviously they could have been like, let's go cut that motherfucker up, and then we'll all come back to camp. Oh, what's that? And then we'll run out there and find it. Yeah. I then, mean, then we'll take the cameras and, and find it. And everything's possible. Like, one of the times they said they seen one of these spacecraft the at triangles. night. The black triangles? Maybe. That was what they usually, that's the thing they generally saw out there was the black triangles. I heard the orange orbs. Oh, yeah, that too. That's another thing. Yeah. Both of those... Or so there. orange floating orbs would be like all out there all the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. But they said one time there was some spacecraft that came along and it was bright blue. And they're like, this looks weird. And they actually started staring at it more and got closer to it. And they realized that it was the daytime sky. Like it was a blue sky. Mm-hmm. Well, they were looking through a portal. Yeah. Like a time yeah. portal ordeal. 
Mm-hmm. And because it was pitch black out there, and this was the bright blue sky, like they could see the shape of the aircraft and everything, and like they they couldn't explain it. They're just yeah. like it's the sky, like right. normal blue sky at nighttime. Like this is fucking yeah. But I don't know. It's so hard to like open yourself up to thinking this could be legit until. You look after the Shermans by that multi-billionaire... Robert Bigelow. Oh, Robert Gigolo. Yeah. Deuce Bigelow, Robert Gigolo. Yeah. Out there, you know, he was a real estate mogul and his side business that, or his side interest, the thing that he actually cared about was like paranormal shit. Yep. And he founded NIDS. Yeah. The national is a national national institute for discovery science. Yeah, but the but I was trying to find the list, dude. That NIDS, the people that are on the board of that thing, or like the members, are fucking like all retired spooks, like CIA, FBI, government. Well, I mean, it means spy. <laughs> Sorry, retired <laughs> retired spies. They're all retired spies, so. But yeah, all those people are like, they're all like high-ranking people and yeah. shit. And they're the fucking members of that board. One of them was on the space mission, like Apollo 11 or some yeah. shit. Yeah, like astronaut. Yeah, one of them astronauts. Like, I don't know. He, he I mean, he was a multi-billionaire, so he was able to get the best of the best, you know, hire them, have them come out there and research this shit. And they did it from six for six years. It was from like 1986 to 1992. Yeah. And then he even said, like, you know, none of his shit was public either. He was just like, nah. And they disbanded. He said if he were to ever do it again, like, re-up the NIDS, mm-hmm. he would do it with a whole new research team. Yeah. So I don't know if that means, like, they didn't find shit or if he wants to, you know, I don't know. Well, maybe he wants a different take on it from new eyes. Like, I I just feel like it's like one of those things that, it, like, if you go looking for it, you know what I mean. You're probably gonna like, like that was one of the criticisms of Nids and Robert Bigelow was that they were they were um they were already looking for it. So it's, you know you sit in the woods and you think about like. Yeah. You hear you hear things, mm-hmm. and, you, and then you actually start to hear things. But is it illusion, or like is it in your head that you're hearing it, or is it actually happening? Yeah. So that's... maybe that's what he meant that he wanted to like find a different group of people and just be like, hey, you know, maybe blindfold them and everything, and be like, I'm gonna take you out to a place where you got to camp out and just survive there for a year. Yeah. You know. After the year, I'll give you each a million dollars, something like that, and then just record anything you see, hear, do on a daily basis. He would have to do something like that, like make sure he took them out there, not knowing where they're going. Yeah. Because if they hear like, "Hey, you're going to be going out to Skinwalker Ranch," right. they're going to be looking into it and be like, "Oh, dude, we're going to see aliens." So, yeah, it, yeah I can see, see what you're what saying. Happens. Like, you'd have to get that, that you know, what do they call it? It's like a blind study? Yeah, yeah, like a blind study. Which I don't think you're supposed to say that word anymore either. I think it's offensive now. I heard, uh, I heard well, something. Everything's fucking offensive. I think it was Harvard where they changed it. Anyways. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you'd have to take all the variables out. Yeah. And just be like, here you go, just go survive for a year. Yeah. You know, you have a group of ten people. You already have, like, a house made and everything. And then I'll give you each a million dollars. And just see what happens. Yeah. That's pretty good. Like stuff like that makes me think that, like, if I could get a hold of these people, that, that like, I couldn't do it now because I know about Skinwalker Ranch. But like to suggest that idea to them, you know, well, you could make it like a reality show almost. If they're like, "Hey, you want to do Survivor?" and they just take you out there and drop you off, yeah. you wouldn't know where you're at, right? You know, as long as they didn't tell you and you didn't see any signs like, "Hey, welcome, welcome to, to Skinwalker, Skinwalker Ranch," yeah. you'd be like, "All right, yeah, cool." And then I wonder what would actually happen. Yeah, because everybody—that's that was my point. And everybody it that goes be out publicized there. either. Like, if it was on a TV show, yeah, you know, well, you could film it and then release it later. Yeah, is what I'm saying, like a documentary. But like, I wonder what would really happen. I do too. I mean, <clears throat> I think there's some credibility to it. Yeah, 
because of the Native Americans, like their old storytellings of Skinwalker Ridge, yeah. you know, and how evil it is and all this, you know, shit happening up there. But what confirmed my suspicions even further was the fact that the government worked with old Deuce Bigelow, Robert Gigolo, yeah, and was like, hey, we need to go out there and check this shit out. And they had their own, like, because the government has their, like, science or, like, un- unidentified science fucking observers or whatever. Right. Like, UFO specialists and all that shit. And they yeah. put together a team of people for, I think it was two years, to go out there and study. And they had a budget. You, do you know the budget that they got? No. Over $22 million. For paranormal research. For paranormal research. I'm not surprised, Taxpayer man. fucking cyber defense budget, whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. $22 million to go out there and study this shit. And then they were like... They they classified everything. Mm-hmm. And they weren't talking about it. So I was like, that's... But... That's weird. Like... And they've all said they've seen lights and fucking flashing shit. And like, big 400-pound animals standing in trees with yeah. glowing yellow eyes. And like, running and just disappearing and... So, yeah, exactly what you're talking about. In 1997, there was a biochemist named Colm Keller. I think he was an Irish dude, if I remember right. And he was he was working with NIDS, and he said that he saw a large humanoid creature spying on the research team from a tree. So, it was 50 yards away, and it was 20 feet off the ground, and it lay motionless, almost casually in the tree. The only indication of the beast's presence was the penetrating yellow light of the unblinking eyes. So, I mean... I don't know, they say he shot at it and it disappeared, and then they saw a single obvious oval track about six inches in diameter in the snow. That was it. Like, nobody, nobody's ever, like, caught any of this shit on camera. Because that dude Bigelow spent a lot of money putting up cameras, and mm-hmm. there were people, they had night vision. Like, they spent so much money looking for shit out there that that gives it some credibility to me. Yeah. Like, even if you were trying to just hoax it, he didn't, like, because he wasn't making money off of that no that was sure a side was, project i'm sure there was some kind of something he was using it for like maybe he was like funneling some money through it for yeah. something else but it's like a hedge fund he's just fucking yeah but they weren't doing like guided tours or anything like that like that dude wouldn't be on tv that bigelow guy he yeah. was very much like wouldn't do interviews and wouldn't you know he had like his own aerospace company eventually or something too but and then even the book that they wrote about it, like one of the researchers wrote about it, yeah. it didn't come out till like years later. Right. Like during that whole debacle, they weren't they weren't publicizing shit. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Like, and yeah, just like you're saying, that does give it some credibility that he was just doing it to like, I got to find this shit because it was his hobby. Yeah. And dumping money. I mean, he wasn't. You don't see multi billionaires dumping money into trying to find Bigfoot. Right. Like so it would have been it would have been less credible to me if he would have found out like found oil that he was using all that shit to keep people from wanting to buy that place cuz he bought it cheap. Yeah. Cheap considering it was a 500 acre 500 something acres and he paid 200 grand for it. And the Shermans took a loss on it. Yeah. They were just like yeah. I don't give a fuck. And see like, that stuff like that makes me think like but how come the other people didn't see anything for 60 years? Like, do you think the Shermans were just, like, shithead people when they showed up? That the demons were, like, fucking break it down? You know what I mean? Or, like, maybe those people that were there for 60 years, whatever's out there trusted them. Yeah. And they didn't fuck with them. Yeah. You know? Then they sell it, and these new people move in, and they're like, nah, fuck these guys. we got to get them out. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, there was even, like... Like, one of the guys said, you can't throw a rock in Utah without hitting somebody who's been abducted. Yeah. Like, Utah is a hotbed. Like, there's, like, branches next door. They had shit happen there, too. So, did you hear about the dogs? I did. I just don't remember the whole thing about the dogs. So, the Morgans, or the Shermans, yeah. they, their dogs were, like, barking and going crazy. And they're like, what the fuck? And they seen, like, a floating 
blue orb mm-hmm. that was hovering like they had three dogs out there and they were all jumping up and like trying to bite this orb mm-hmm. and they said that the orb was just very like right above where the dogs were biting at yeah like just out of reach they, they said it was taunting the dogs like just Burning. getting them riled up yeah just circling them circling them circling them and then the uh the sherman the the father started running out there because he's like what the fuck like you know dogs dogs. howling and going crazy and then uh he was running out there to see like this orb up closer and he said as he got closer to the orb it took off through the woods and stuff yeah and the dogs all followed it but of course they were running faster than sherman was right and he was still running out there after it with his gun and everything. And uh, he said he heard his dogs just go, like, start wild, like... like yelping like, and shit? Yeah, yelping and pain and stuff. And then he said it went silent. So he he tracked where his dogs had ran and everything like that. And then he said there was three... Uh, or maybe they took off running or whatever and they went too far... And then the next morning, I think, is whenever he went out there and actually tracked them down. Mm-hmm. And he said where they were, there was three burn marks on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And like a circle. And <clears throat> each dog was, you know, in that burn mark. And then he said there was like a jelly. The brown jelly. Like stuff, brown right? jelly substance. Yeah. And he went to go get a container to be able to collect it. And then it had already disappeared, which I don't. I don't really that's weird to me like that brown jelly is there for that long of an amount of time right and then as soon as you go get something to collect it it disappears yeah but see that's what i mean like but why would he make that up the sherman dude like it like i would understand if he made that shit up and he still owned that ranch or he made it up and he sold it for fucking a million dollars and made a ton of money off this bigelow dude i i did hear where the government like sometimes so in order to make people discredible mm-hmm. right a lot of times they'll feed them information yeah like crazy and be like holy shit you're on to something like even if they right. are getting close to something they'll be like you're on to it yeah 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 we'll put you on a team we'll put and get yeah. get them you know pushed further into it and then feeding them all this like bullshit information yeah. to make them sound crazy yeah like or they'll do the opposite They've been known to go both ways to make right. people like look like a tinfoil hat, you know. Yeah, like there was a guy doing that with uh, not Bob Lazar, but like a, like some of the guys he knew. There was a guy that were concerned with Area Fifty One and Broom Lake and all that. There was a Groom Lake, whatever it is. There was a I can't remember the guy's name. His name was like Doty, something Doty, I think. And he was doing that, and he went like to a UFO convention and said like I was part of OSI, the Office of Special Investigations. He's like. About 80% of what you know about Area 51 and UFOs is true. But the government had me, like, seeding all this information to these nutcases, or these people, and making them sound like nutcases. Yeah. Like, he was given that, he, that Doty guy was given, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he was feeding him all this, all this shit that was supposedly true, according to Doty. Like, the shit was true. There was aliens in Area 51, they had the spaceships, Bob Lazar wasn't lying, all that stuff. And Doty was like going to these conventions and being like, this motherfucker is from OSI, from the government. And he's telling me all this stuff. And they were like, nobody from the government's going to come just fucking yeah. tell you this shit. And that, that's how they make people just sound crazy. Yeah. And then they like, sent that dude Doty to Germany. Like they got rid of him as soon as like, as soon as that, that guy lost his mind. The guy he was talking to, I have to look it up. Yeah. Like he was, he wouldn't leave his house. That, he was so paranoid. There's been like quite a few of these people that end up in the insane asylum because they can't take it anymore. Like they actually think they're going crazy after the the government sends people to their house. The men in black. That's where yeah. I was listening to this shit. Where sometimes they'll write them off completely. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll, you know, I've heard of some stories about the men in black where they've shown up and like done some weird shit you know like made uh stuff levitate or whatever like that like obviously this these are stories but 
there was one of them, I think he had like a card in his hand. And he's like, hold this card up. And the guy held the card and then it just disappeared out of his hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what the fuck? And the guy, the, one of the men in black was like, you see how the card that you were just holding disappeared? Like, that's what will happen to your heart the next time you fucking yeah. try to say stuff. Like, but yeah. they show up and just scare these people. Right. Or they feed them a bunch of information. That's who it was. We should have done it. Men in Black and Skinwalker Ranch. Well, we can do Men in Black. I mean, we always got tomorrow. But Rick Doty was the guy's name, by the way. Mm. Look into him. He is fucking... Like, he went on the record to say that what he was doing was bullshit. But it, it was just... It was weird to me looking into Men in Black and, like, how they would either shut them down completely and be like, don't talk about this. Yeah. Or they would just be like, you're right. And then started giving them all this information to make them sound less credible. Yeah. And one of the people uh, that, like, claimed he worked for the Men in Black and shit like that was, like, trained in the art of deception. Mm-hmm. So, like, his whole thing was being able to deceive people and he worked for, like, high state government, you know? Yeah. So... Like that might You might be talking about this dude, uh, Rick Doty. He was uh, assigned to conduct surveillance on a scientist named Paul Benowitz. Right. And he said, Paul Benowitz, who had inadvertently acquired information about a classified Air Force program. So I remember listening to this now. They sent this motherfucker information. And he went to, like, the Library of Congress and all these places. Like, they sent him a... Fuck. They sent him a a postcard that said, for more information on what you're looking for, see Mr. Bean. Or whatever the name was. And the the return address was, like, 289-something-something. So... He went to the Library of Congress and found this, like dug into all this shit and found documents about Mr. Bean, who happened to work at Area 51. There was all this redacted shit. And while they're going through the paperwork, his friend looks at him and goes, holy shit, look at the box. It was box 289. That's where all the information was. So all the stuff in that postcard was like cryptid messages. They went through it, went through it, all this stuff. And then come to find out, Rick Doty had sent him that postcard under the false name of some government it was all this crazy shit but he admitted it though he said that he uh, Doty admits he fed disinformation fed disinformation to Benowitz and to other UFO researchers forged documents and muddied the waters like he was feeding them all information where they could find stuff it's all redacted and whatever but you know what I mean like they were finding all this stuff and going see it's fucking real I told you here it is and then he went to the the UFO convention and was like I lied about all that so they were like, what the fuck? Like, oh, these guys are crazy. He was fucking with you. He was lying to you. So yeah. all that shit you're saying is nonsense. Yeah. But it wasn't. Yeah. He you came see? clean later and was like, yeah, 80% of it was true. So what do you mean? Look at the Part of deception, dude. Yeah. They'll say like, oh, yes, it's true. No, it's not. No, it's... Yeah, well, it, it is kind of true. It's partly true. No, it's all bullshit. And they do that so often. Like, that's what happened with the fucking... Uh, Mind control programs yeah, yeah. like MK Ultra and yeah. fucking Project Blue Book, Blue Book, and yeah. all that shit. Like they go through and they go, "No, we don't." Well, we kind of do. No, we don't at all. Yes, we we completely do that. Well, halfway, and they do that. They flip flop. Yeah, like eight different times. So by the end of it, you have no idea what to believe. You're like, well, "Yeah, did it happen or did it not happen?" Like. Obviously, with MK Ultra, we know now. Yes, it definitely did happen. Yeah. But you know, there's so many things out there to where people were just like, "Well, if the government doesn't come down and professionally and like write papers saying yes, this happened, we're not believing it. It's bullshit." You right. Know? And then they'll back, they'll double back and say Rick Doty never worked for OSI. Yeah. So then all that shit that he's been doing, they're just like, "Well, he was just some other nutcase." You know, like they tried to get rid of all Bob Lazar's records. Yeah. That they ever worked at like Los Alamos and, uh, laboratories and all that, and he he had a, an internal phone book page from that had list that listed all the employees at Los Alamos and the newspaper article. Yeah, that had the newspaper article. But I mean that, but that phone record was actually printed at Los Alamos in 1983 or whenever he was there, and his name was on it. Like it was a hard copy; you couldn't delete off the internet. Yeah, but they deleted his fucking like degrees and everything from yeah. Harvard, MIT. his social security number, yeah. his fucking birth certificate. Like, yeah. They fucking. They tried 
to make him disappear. The only thing they couldn't get rid of was like physical lists that he had. Like he had a list of all the employees that worked with him in Area 51. And I've heard like interviews with him where people called in and said, my friend said he worked with you at Area 51. And he says, well, what was his last name? Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't, it was a kind of a common last name, but you know, how would that guy know that his name would be on that list that Bob Lazar has? Yeah. The friend, so. you know. Obviously, if he called and said his name was Smith. Now, there there is something weird, though. Like, I feel like we're going to be heading into these waters soon. Like, so I don't like Andrew Tate. Yeah. He's kind of a dick, yeah. you know, and a lot of his ideas are fucked up. But something crazy that he said, like, they have interviews from months and months ago saying, like, they'll go three ways. They'll try and shut you up. They'll arrest you, and then they'll kill you. Yeah. He's like, you know, I don't know if I believe in the Illuminati or not. Right. We should probably do an episode on that. But he said, like, they'll try and silence you, whether it's with money or, like, by force or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he got taken off of all yep. social media and everything. Yeah, completely deplatformed de and canceled and everything. But he still didn't shut up, and he's still getting airtime. Yeah. They just arrested him. Yep. Like, I heard about what, that. What, last week? Something like that. Yeah, a week or two ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he was doing this interview like months and months ago saying, like, they'll get, they'll deplatform you, whatever they have mm -hmm. to do to shut you up. That happened to him. Yeah. Then if that doesn't work, they'll arrest you. That happened yeah. to him. And he's like, and if that doesn't work, then they'll kill you. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's coming next for like that dude, which I'm surprised he's not dead yet, yeah. to be honest, because of how many people he's pissed off. But I I think with us digging into this shit <laughs> and like opening up all these doors, maybe one day, dude. Which I'll take the buyout yeah. right now. If they right. were to come up and be like, "Hey, ten million dollars, shut your mouth." Shit, they they could say a million dollars. I'm well, like, yeah, I'm never speaking me. again. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, like I'll be mute from here on out. Yeah, I won't I even mean, talk. I'll sell have, my mouth shut. Well, they haven't. Well, I don't know about that, but they haven't. They haven't killed Alex Jones yet either, though. You know. Yeah, but see, they've made him look like a fucking crazy person. They have done he, that. He makes himself look like a crazy person. He doesn't do himself any favors at all, but like one of the big clips going around right now is Joe Rogan saying Alex Jones told him about um, Pedophile Island a decade ago. Yeah. About Jeffrey Epstein and his fucking sex trafficking and all that stuff. He, Joe Rogan's going on stuff now and saying Alex Jones told me about that a decade ago. Yeah. Because he's, for some reason... Joe Rogan's really been like questioning how come nobody else is getting questioned over Epstein that he died and now they're just pretending like they don't have all these pictures and videos and guest lists and rosters and whatever yeah. of people that were hanging out with him all the time. It's because they're the fucking top of the top. Yeah. They're the one percent. Yeah. You know, like so, Yeah, we can definitely talk about Illuminati at some time, but I, I dude, I have a hard time not I have a hard time believing there's not some sort of like cabal way up high that's kind of like not if not running things just influencing everything yeah blackrock dude yeah we still gotta talk about that yeah but what what's fucked up about alex jones is he is smart mm -hmm. like he is almost too smart for his own good because yeah. he'll say like 10 off the wall things seven of them will be true yeah and he doesn't do himself any favors by, like, just saying, look it up, look it up, yeah. it's true. Just, yeah, just look into it. Like, but he knows so much shit, and he can't completely go with one thought. Right. Like, he'll drop ten things of information, seven of them will be completely true, 100% factual. Yeah. And three things will be something that he made up off the cuff. Yeah. But he doesn't give sources for any of it, and it's like... Nobody can believe you. Yeah, you know. I think too the like the three things that aren't true. Like he needs to like pick the thing he wants to talk about, get all his sources, get all his shit in line, and then just dig on that thing. Like, yeah. Like he did with nine eleven. Yeah. Or Bohemian Grove. Yeah. He fucking completely exposed that shit. Yeah. Which they all said, well, we're not doing anything. We're just like hanging out in the woods. But they're worshiping a fucking like owl, an owl god, an evil spirit, doing supposedly mock sacrifices of children. Yeah. You know, he said there was voices screaming and stuff, but they're looking at it like it's just some big drunk orgy is what they're trying to say, but 
that shit's nefarious, dude. Like, yeah. And the skull and bones stuff. What, 30 of our presidents or something were skull and bones? Something like that. I mean, that's... Obviously, there's nepotism and people doing favors. That happens anywhere, anywhere you look. Yeah, fraternities and I mean, all that, that happens shit. at fucking Waffle House. You know, yeah. the manager hooks up the chef manager or whatever. Like, that just happens. People just do favors for each other once they get to certain positions. But that guy, like, he was talking about crazy shit, man. And, they're, I mean, they, I'm surprised they haven't killed him. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't had an accident. I mean, that's... He probably would if more people were listening to him like if more people were believing what the, what he's saying but all the shit about like Sandy Hook and all mm-hmm. that to where he's left bad tastes in too many people's mouth to yeah. be like this huge driving force like if he were to focus on one thing at a time put all of his all of his yeah. things out there and then go hey this is what I think might happen and then list his off the wall shit yeah. you know but if he did it like that, and if he was more structured and not as ADHD as he is, because yeah. he's just like fucking, oh, 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 yeah, just word vomit. you know, like, yeah. then, yeah, you can listen to him, but, I mean, you got to play it at like a quarter speed and like look everything that he says up. Which, yeah, a lot of it's true. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, like, he really put his mind on, mind to exposing Bohemian Grove. Yeah. Snuck in there with his cameras, all that shit he did, and bam, he was right. Blew it all up, and then they started going through the list of people that had been there, and it was incredible. Yeah. But we got to, we gotta wrap this up. All right. Um, well, you got anything else? Uh, question everything. All right. Still. Well, that's gonna be it from us here at the Greasy Knuckles Podcast. Remember, if you're gonna get greasy, go knuckles deep. That's right. Holy shit! What is that? What the fuck? Get ready for fucking ear cancer. Here it comes.